The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We aren't done talking about the 2019 NFL Draft, baby. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the AFC North Specialist. And with me, as always, is AJ, the Packers are back in title town, Marchese. Pack is back, baby. Today, we're going to begin, I mean continue, our division-by-division draft grades with the AFC and NFC North. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets. AFC North time, baby, the only division that matters and will ever matter again. Three hotshot quarterbacks. And Andy Dalton. Pa, pa, pa. <laughs> uh, okay. Diving right in. Kicking it off. Draft grades. AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. Alphabetical. Um, and they started the draft getting Lamar Jackson some help. Uh, with 25th overall pick in the first round, they took Oklahoma wide receiver Hollywood Brown. A.K.A. They did, right? A.K.A. The fastest receiver in the draft. Whoa. What do you think? I think I, I like Hollywood. The the Me hype too. prior to the draft it was like a lot of the big media guys said he was like wide receiver one. Wide receiver one. Yeah. Which you, seeing him end up being um, the first receiver taken, I guess that was the NFL consensus. Surprising. There yep. there was a lot of differing on how the NFL seemed to view this receiver class, and how mm-hmm. uh, a lot of draft Twitter and even the big media viewed it. Um, uh, yeah, I think with the depth of the class, people are just kind of all over the place, right? Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they they work Hollywood in. Like he's a to me, he's a Deshaun Jackson clone. 
really mm-hmm. tiny 5'9", 166, I think he came in at. Something like that. But yep. absolute stud, burner, uh, really good route runner. Can struggle with uh, catching at times. and his, his <laughs> Yeah, his cat, tracking the yeah, ball a little bit. Yeah, his catch radius yeah. is not great. So it'll, it'll be interesting because you'd think they want to get um, Deshaun, or Lamar Jackson uh, less of a Deshaun Jackson deep threat and more of a guy who can just get the ball in his hands and make plays. Maybe Nick. Yeah, that's what I think we both thought Nikhil Harry was their target, which we were obviously wrong about. But, but there's going to be a lot of speed. The, the Ravens' offense can be, I think, end up looking completely different this season. Last season, they're going to let Lamar kind of unleash a little more, and that starts with Hollywood Brown. I think that, yeah, I think that's the big thing, like, uh, bringing in Hollywood means, I think, letting Lamar take more of those deep shots. And we saw how that whippy, like, solid arm strength that Lamar had at Louisville. Didn't show it off too much in his first year in Baltimore, but, yeah, I definitely think bringing Hollywood in, that's the idea. Stretch the field more, open it up. And receiver was by far their biggest need. They had, entering the draft, I don't even know if it was arguable, the worst mm-hmm. receiver core. Like, outside of Willie Sneed, I don't think you could trust anybody in the in that bunch. Um yeah. Like their second most trustworthy receiver is probably like Chris Moore. It's like a receiver five yeah. on a lot of teams. Yeah, not good. Um, yeah, so it made sense to go Hollywood or receiver. I don't know if Hollywood would have been my guy, but uh, not mm. awful value or anything. Uh, and then two third round picks, 85th, they go edge rusher Jalen Ferguson, who I think big media kind of hyped up way more than most people saw him. I thought he was more of a fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah, and I like I thought even in the like there was first round talk which was insane. Crazy, you know when you hear all time leading sacker, they're gonna say that. Like obviously stuff, his right? production, so. like you mentioned, is elite. But yeah. it was when you watch the tape, it was kind of I don't know lackluster, and he tested horribly with an all time bad three <laughs> yeah. cone. Yeah, um, I think he is a good fit uh, for them. I think he can be a solid base edge potentially for them mm-hmm. uh, I think his length um, his his power at the point of the attack I just don't think he'll be some gaudy pass rusher it's funny because that's like the hype around him because of the sack production but I think it's the yeah. other way I think with him you're hoping you get this solid run defender I agree uh, early fourth they would have been fine with so like I don't hate Valiant's way. Right? it was like 40 picks 80 picks too soon for me <laughs> I mean, just especially like you said, where I thought the NFL viewed him, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I don't love the pick, though. It's fine. It's just, again, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be some big-time productive sack guy off the edge. It's just, uh, especially with the athletic testing being so much worse. Like, early on, he was getting the Davenport comps, which made no sense. But and especially when you see the, the testing, it didn't. It just didn't add uh, up. And then with their second, third-round pick, they took another receiver in Notre Dame's Miles Boykin. Another mm-hmm. reach for me here. High weight speed guy who flashy, but I don't know. I don't think yeah. you saw the athleticism consistently translate on the field. He, yeah, big time athlete on the testing. Yeah, but huge bet. Like he screamed Dante Moncrief to me. Um, where it's like <laughs> he looks the part, the testing's the part, but you just it's not all there on the field. He struggled with some drops mm-hmm. at Notre Dame too. So you don't love like. He's got a good chance to be in their top three receiver rotation, though, because of what they have. I, I like the idea of what they're going for with Miles Boykin. Um, definitely upside. I, I don't hate the pick, but yeah, I, there's a lot of other receivers. They got an undrafted receiver who's better than him, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're talking about you, Antoine Wesley, my son. Um, <laughs> I love that fit, though. Anyways, uh, and then two more f- or three more fourth round picks, which to me, all yep. three were spot on for them. Uh, yep. Screamed Ravens football. Starting with Oklahoma State running back Justice Hill, I think this was the pick where when it was made, no one was like, "That's a steal in terms of value," but everyone was like, "God damn, that's the perfect fit." Yeah, great fit. Uh, they obviously don't have a guy like him in the running back position. Um, it just it made a lot of sense. Undersized, like, tough runner, yeah. who explosive as hell was the best uh, running back at the combine. Um, pairing him with Mark Ingram, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. It gives them an element of, like, obviously with Mark, Mark Ingram's uh, really solid inside runner. Uh, Gus mm-hmm. Edwards is like a power back. And this gives you a guy who's a little more explosive, can break some some big runs. I'm excited for his And bit. catching the ball out of the backfield, all that stuff. You're, you're a true change of pace, third down guy. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, I'm guessing, like, he wasn't used a ton in the passing game at Oklahoma State. No. But for them, he could be. Uh, and then Ben Powers after that, the Oklahoma guard, who I think is going to plug right in as their starting left guard. I think good value, good player. I like this pick a lot, and yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Just very well-rounded player, mean in the run mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. And yeah, like they had a whole at guard opposite Marshall Yonda, and to me, ben, like Ben Powers is going to come and compete and probably end up their starting left guard. I... Yeah, unless they really like Lewis, I guess, but which I don't think they do. Yeah. They have a an no. interesting young offensive line core. They do. I th- they've done a good job of like kind of like not I want to I want to say quietly building it, but just building it. You know yeah. what I mean? Orlando Brown came in and did a really good job last year, right tackle. And, uh, and then another fourth round pick, Iman Marshall, Biggie Marshall from USC, the corner, long physical corner, lacks a ton of athleticism, but just, like mm-hmm. he had a really nice Senior Bowl week quietly. Um, love just, his length, love him in press, and just yeah. yeah, really nice fit. Uh, he seemed very Ravens, I, a little early, but like I'm not going to knock it. He just yeah, he screamed Ravens, and I I think he could develop into something solid for them. Just uh, jumping in a little off topic, it kind of bothers me that Marlon Humphrey's wearing number 44. But yo, I'm glad you. I know, me too. Like, me too. I, I respect. I like I obviously, like you got to give 29 to Earl Thomas. I get that. But yeah. 44. Mm-hmm. So, at least he's a longer dude. Like, if you're a speedy guy wearing 44, it's it's brutal. But, uh, anyways, we'll save that for uh, what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, talk about that more. Uh, in the fifth round, they, they have one of my favorite picks and fits. Texas A&M nose tackle, Daylon Mack, who mm-hmm. uh, reminded me a lot of Brandon Williams. I know he reminded DJ of Michael Pierce, both, both <laughs> on the Ravens defensive line already. Uh, to me, this is them getting ready. Like, Michael Pierce is a free agent after the season. Uh, and this is them because they don't like they're just going to comp pick when Michael Pierce signs a pretty good deal somewhere and then plug in Dale on Mac. Honestly, with with just how kind of thin the the nose tackle, true nose tackle position was in this draft, I'm surprised Dale Mac fell this far. Especially with Greg Gaines going way too early. <laughs> yeah, and Dexter Lawrence going 17. Yeah, so like I I love Dale on Mac. He's screen Baltimore Raven. I think he'll be mm-hmm. a starter at least by year three. They're, they're so good at just drafting defense. Like, Willie Henry has been, yeah. like, way above where you thought he would be. Pierce, Brandon Williams. Like, there's like Chris Wormley, I know a lot of people are high on coming out, and they're still developing him. Uh, yep. and, and, like, even, like, they got Gerald Willis undrafted, who went undrafted because of not on-field things. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, they know how to 
just churn out defensive linemen. Uh, final do. Baltimore Ravens pick. Uh, yeah. Trick specialing, specialist QB Trace McSorley from Penn State. Yeah. I, I hated how much they like acted like this was a good pick on the broadcast just because <laughs> I know oh, he can run the same offense as RG3 and Lamar Jackson. Well, he's got like zero arm. He's also like he's tough and he's athletic and he should probably play safety or slot, but uh like if he is if you're in a position where you need Trace McSorley on the field, something's gone horribly wrong. Do you think he makes the team? Probably. Because I do think I yeah. do think if if just Based on how their offense operated last year, um, with the creativity in the run game, mm-hmm. I, I think they will try to have him in some sort of Taysom Hill role. And like I, I, <laughs> I don't like I don't think like he's he's obviously he's a great athlete for QB. I don't think he's the athlete uh, Taysom Hill is. But people people forget how good of an athlete Taysom. Yeah, was. Taysom like, was like the fastest QB forty ever or something. Or yeah, one, like sorry, four, four, one of the fastest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he ran like low four fours, um, and like I don't think McSorley's gonna be that that. Like, but I expect them to have him doing something. V- via Spark, he's he's basically the same as Drew Locke uh, as an athlete, and like slightly worse than Daniel Jones. Yeah, so. but he ran for thirty touchdowns <laughs> at Penn State. I love the people who thought Anyways. he was this year's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't know. Just because he's short and yeah. white. I mean, short, on. white, tough, and uh, kind of athletic. Can can move. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I g- I gave the Ravens a B. It was some reach picks, but I really like what they did uh, in the fourth and fifth round. And yeah. I I, I, uh, I appreciated that they attacked the receiver position with two of their top one hundred picks. Even if I didn't like. I the agree. Yeah, I actually I, I kind of like the fit of Boykin, but yeah, I give them a B as well, yeah. and I agree with you. The Mac pick was really good. The Hill pick was good. The Powers pick was so like, good. Hated the McSorley pick, but whatever. To me, the Ferguson pick and the Boykin pick were both two rounds too early, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the McSorley yeah. should have gone undrafted. Yeah, and then the Hollywood one is interesting. I'm I'm really excited to see how they use it. Yeah. Just t- it's just tough because how poor the receiver core already is, where it's like you're yeah. instantly putting so much pressure on Hollywood to be an impact player. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. Uh, just like Jordan Lasley last year. Yeah. Uh, okay, on to the Bengals, who uh, they, they impressive first pick at eleven. They go <laughs> Alabama left tackle Jonah Williams, who to mm-hmm. me was the best offensive lineman in the draft and a top five okay. player. And we'll plug and play probably at right tackle for them, but could be guard. And that's that's kind of awesome with Jonah. I mean, I think he could be a tackle. He should be a tackle, but he could play any of those spots, and the Bengals kind of just need someone to go and fill a gap wherever Yeah, he can, shores right? up the entire offensive line because of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great pick. I think that's a home run. Um, I'm glad they didn't panic if Devin Bush was their guy after he, he went. He wasn't. We know that. So. Yeah. Um, really physical offensive lineman, and uh, will add an edge to this O line, I think. And mm-hmm. you build through the trenches, so that was smart. But hey, they threw it all away with their second round pick. Maybe the worst pick of the entire draft, or at least the worst value of the entire draft. I Washington yeah. tight end Drew Sample, fifty second overall in the second round, when many thought he was a seventh, maybe a UDFA. And uh, there was way more talented tight ends on the board, in my opinion. Um. Sample a blocking tight end with like solid hand. Like I, I saw him as like a day three tight end two career guy. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. But, I mean, NFL loving blocking tight ends, what else is new? Like, if I told you he went, like, mid-fourth, you'd be like, okay, that's a bit of a reach, but I'm not shocked. You know but, like, I mean? if you're going to take a blocking tight end early and bet on upside, take one of the athletes. Like, Foster Morrow t- tested insanely yeah. well. So, if you're going to bet on yeah. one of the blocking tight ends, bet on him at 52nd, not... True sample, like a completely average athlete. <laughs> like, and, like, I think Sample can craft it a long career as a tight end, too. And, but it's just that mm-hmm. was awful value. At, at 52nd overall, it's... With, like, yeah, guys good. like Dawson, Knox, Jace Sternberg, Collie Waring, all still on the board. He went two picks after Irv yeah, Smith. You know. Like, let, let, let that sink in. <laughs> uh, and then 72nd in the third round, NC State linebacker Jermaine Pratt, who, uh, a little early for me... But I, I saw Pratt like as a uh, late third type guy, and yeah. I, I really actually like his fit here. I think I do too. I, yeah, just a thumper at middle linebacker for them um, with athletic upside gives you a guy who he like he's not as raw as I think uh, Malik Jefferson was coming out of Texas last year. Uh, agree. So, so yeah. I think ideally for them, they're hoping their line their their top two linebackers are uh, Pratt and Jefferson, but I don't know. They paid Preston Brown, so who knows. But, um, mm-hmm. like, Pratt, to me, could be a Danny Trevathan type of linebacker. I, I agree. I think slightly early for me, too, but I don't care. That's fine. It's like, uh, when it's that big a need, and I like the fit that much, I... I okay. Exactly. They they just needed guys there. and Like, I, Jermaine Pratt's a good football player, so I'm, I like the pick. Um, Fourth round. <laughs> they take a less athletic Andy Dalton... <laughs> in Ryan Finley, NC State QB. I thought this was a big, big reach. Um, I thought Finley was like a – I wouldn't have taken him before the sixth round. I think he's a yeah. career backup like Nathan Peterman type. I don't think he has enough arm. I think he's, his football yeah. IQ and his like solid short accuracy like gives you a backup QB potentially. Apparently he's – He's already he, – He's good. looked awful already. Like his arm is clearly not strong enough. And like a lot of people were like – comparing him to like a less athletic Andy Dalton and it, it's just like why why are you drafting that I don't especially like almost a top 100 pick. yeah and it's like I would I don't know and Andy Dalton's a lot better coming out of TCU than Finley was oh yeah and obviously Andy, Andy oh, yeah. Dalton's been a very solid QB for a long time um Finley is he's already 25 I believe too or yeah yeah he, he's old he's guy. old because uh he's 24 he'll be 25 during the season because mm-hmm. yeah. he because he came from Boise State, um, yeah. So I did, I didn't like that very much. But hey, it, a lot of these teams did this. It'd be like a pick I hate and then a pick I love, yeah, and then at one twenty five in the fourth round, Ronell Ren, the nose tackle from Arizona State, who yep. I think is just going to be so much fun beside Geno Atkins. I think it's the perfect player, the perfect fit, great value. It's everything you could ever want in a draft. And Ren wasn't like a classic nose, but that's what he played for Arizona State. And yeah. that makes it me like the fit more because he has that experience as playing this true nose role. And he'll probably play a lot of one-tack for the Bengals. And he's just mm-hmm. a leverage power monster. He's really raw, but long, athletic, and powerful. And I love, like, he's 6'5", but plays with such good leverage for that height. Um, And, like, it just that spot beside Geno Atkins has kind of been, like, they don't really know how to fill it for so long. And, like, getting Ren there finally. And... and just and, like, they still have Andrew Billings on the roster. Uh, under I think he's under contract for another year. So, like, having those two yeah. as options at one tech, because Billings has had flashes, Billings, like, but he's re- not, not lived up to some of the hype. Uh, like, do you remember when he was yeah. supposed to be a first-round pick? 
Yeah, rundowns like whatever. When Ren's developing, sure, I'm cool with that. So I I love that fit and such me a too. steal in the fourth round to me. Um, and then I, their second fourth round pick, Michael Jordan, the Ohio State uh, interior offensive lineman. I, I thought this was a solid pick. I know we both thought he I could agree. get overdrafted, and then yeah. I I don't think he did. Like this is right around where I thought he he was worth a pick. Fine yeah, and provides depth at all three interior line positions, and like you know, you don't have to f- start him right away or anything crazy. Yep, I like it. Good. Pick. Uh, and then six round, they got three six round picks, baby. Texas saying I'm running back Trivion Williams, who I I, I like this as the G- the Gio Bernard replacement because Gio's only got one year left on his I too, too. contract. Williams to me yeah. is a similar player to Gio. Uh, Williams is the best pass blocker in the class. Um, can can catch the ball a little bit, explosive. I I like him as the RB two, or the satellite back to Joe Mixon going forward after Geo's gone. Me me too. That's a pretty explosive one too. Um, if they spent like a fourth round pick on a running back, I wouldn't like it. Cough, Mark Walton. But getting a guy like Trayvon Williams in the six is I, I think is a really solid pick. And you just feel like they have that plan going forward with him. Uh, yeah. And then they go back to linebacker in the six to Sean Davis, who I. Think thirty years ago could have been a high pick because he's such a, a mauler in the against the run. Thumper. Yeah, and yeah. he just isn't athletic enough to me to really be a base down guy. But big leadership, high character, could be a special teams type linebacker. But again, not a great athlete. They have a really weird group of linebackers on their roster. It, it is weird. Uh, and then again in the sixth, they go back to running back, which. No, normally, I, I I'd be like, why not go somewhere else? But when it like since it was Rodney Anderson, the Oklahoma running back who fell because of the injury history and could have been one of the three top running backs in this class, in my opinion, uh, I was okay with it. You're betting on the upside here, um, and, and and you know, with him, like you don't need to play him early or anything, um, yep. and you can, you can really like fade, like watch his touches, I guess. And to me, mm-hmm. what he does as a home run hitting running back who's bigger and, and can uh, pass catch, I I don't know. Like, to me, not the same type of running back as Joe Mixon, but similar type of skill set. Yeah, I mean, it, I was surprised that it was the me Bengals that, that took him I, because they just took Trayvon. I think they just couldn't, did, like, pass on the value there. Yeah, I agree, and I, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to knock it, and like you said, they don't really need to play him at all this year, obviously, with Williams, Bernard, and... Quinton uh, Flowers. Nixon ...on the roster. And I'm still sorry, Quinton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, good player. Um, you're just betting on upside, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, it'll be interesting, because I don't know, like... Obviously, Mixon, Geo are both locks for this roster. Um, yeah. And then they have Trebion. Rodney Anderson. I wonder if they'll just keep four running backs. Do you think you can sneak Rodney on the practice squad? I don't, uh, I don't no. know. No, not him. Yeah, not, I don't think so either. Um, they also signed Darren Hall and drafted, and he's a guy I think could make an NFL roster for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that running back battle. And then the seventh round, another really strong pick in my mind. South Dakota State uh, corner too. Jordan Brown. Yeah, one of my favorite... Um, like sleeper guys at the corner position, I like just how fluid it is. I like his feet. He's got length. Getting him at two twenty, yeah. I he's I think he's a really good developmental guy to bet on. And two twenty three, that's a great pick. Yeah. Um, and, and you know with him, like he's a developmental guy. 
They have so many weird corners on their roster. The Bengals are a <laughs> yeah, weird roster just in general. But they are. Like I don't know if like you could potentially sneak him on the practice squad maybe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz I thought he was mm-hmm. worth a higher pick than in the 7th round, but if you could that yeah, would be too. money for them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, the group is. I'm just looking at the the group. Maybe he makes the team, but we'll see. Um overall, I gave them a B. Certain picks really like the the sample pick and the and the Finley pick really <laughs> it just killed ruins it. it. I know, and like I the know. sample pick was so early, and the Finley put, pick was relatively early that I couldn't go above a B despite really liking the rest I, of the draft. Basically, I know I 100 percent agree. I give him a B as well. Like if it wasn't for the sample or the Finley pick, it could easily be like an A minus A. Like if that sample well, pick the- was Sternberger or Knox. Mm-hmm. And that Finley pick was if they I guess yeah if they really wanted to go QB like uh, God I don't even know. East. Okay, let me, let me let me put it like this: the next three picks after Ryan Finley, Chauncey Gardner oh, Johnson, God. Max well, Crosby, no, it just Nelson. looks even worse. And then Julian Love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Never mind. No matter what. Yeah. I, yeah, whatever. Okay. On to the Cleveland Browns, who were without <laughs> a first round pick because they got Odell Beckham instead. Whoa. A plus. Um, yeah. But their first pick in the second round ended up being LSU corner Greedy Williams, 46 overall, who many thought could have been a first-round pick. He kind of fell off late in the process, but definitely mm-hmm. has the ta- had the talent to potentially be a first-round pick. Um, yes. And I think he ended up both of our corner number two. Yep. And corner was not the consensus number one need, but a consensus need for the Browns. For sure. And yep. them getting a guy like Greedy to play across Denzel Ward, when you've got Greedy's uh, upside athletically, you saw like his sophomore tape was really fucking good. Yes. It looked like he was going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, exactly. Year. And having that to, to plug opposite Denzel Ward, I think is really fun. And, again, um, they, they have a little bit of depth there uh, th- with, uh, like, Philip Gaines, TJ Carey. Not like um, mm-hmm. Terrence Mitchell. Not guys like you'd love to be starting, but – you don't feel su- if you have yeah, to. you don't feel yeah. super rushed to get greedy on the field right away, um, but ultimately having him and Denzel Ward as your corner one and two is really awesome. I thought there was a slam dunk pick. I, absolutely, I'll, like this is an A plus for me, like or A. Both like I, I didn't have a first round grade on greedy, but yeah. just it was still like I think he ended up like thirty sixth on my board, so mm-hmm. better value than where I had him. And the fit was I just thought awesome. I love the fit too, absolutely. Um. And then 80th, back to that thing where it's like a pick I love and a pick I dislike. Sione, Takitaki, the BYU linebacker, 80th overall to me. A guy who plays really physical football. um, A guy who played a bit of edge and a bit of linebacker at BYU. And I just, I didn't love him in the third round where I thought there was better linebackers available. Uh, I don't, he he ended up testing better than I thought. But Mm -hmm. to me, he's... More of a special teams guy, like a, a depth player and special teams guy. I know linebacker was another one of those positions of need in theory for them, but I just don't yeah. see him playing over uh, Christian Kirksey, Joe Schobert, or uh, Jannard Avery. Yeah, um, it was a bit of reach for me too. I don't like. I, I thought I like I thought he's more of a fifth round guy for me. Yeah, I same thing. But then, hundred nineteenth, fourth round, they get fan favorite of this podcast. My Miami yeah. do it all DB Sheldrick Redwine, love the pick. And, <laughs> I love. The and pick. the best part about Redwine is 
Um, at, at the U, he played safety, he played corner, he played nickel. So just that yep. versatility, I, they list him as a safety, which is interesting. Um, so he could, to me, he could potentially end up the, the safety opposite to Marius Randall. I think he could. He too. could also potentially end up their starting nickel in the future. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just I thought that was such a great pick. I love his ball skills. I think they fluidity, get a yeah. yeah high character. I think they get definitely get a oh yeah they get a starter or shutter shutter. Yeah, right like I don't sure. know if it's right away, but I think in in but again right away you just get a really good depth pick and then future starter. And like again, like you said, he covers uh, so many positions. And, and by too. adding him and playing him in that strong safety overhang type role and like. Demarius Randall's mm-hmm. um, can play in like a center fielder type role. Red one can come down and cover tight ends, and you also get the because they signed Morgan Burnett, right? And like Morgan mm-hmm. Burnett's been miscast at least he was in Pittsburgh at times as a true safety when he's really just a dime linebacker. Like that's where he was at his best with the Packers. So I think yeah. it makes puts Morgan Burnett in a better position to contribute to this team as well. And last thing, uh, Redwine, really good athlete. Yeah. I mean, my, my so, comp like, for him just... was Randall because of his versatility uh, and smoothness. I think that's a great pick. Uh, and then fifth round. I think this is a better linebacker than the one they took in the third. Mac Wilson, yeah, the too. Alabama linebacker. Obviously, there's questions there. Like, he wasn't the slam dunk first round pick some build him to be. But just the upside with his ability and coverage, mm-hmm. getting him this late in the process. Um, yes. I think not not a starter day one or anything but i think he's definitely a developmental starter for them um i i think this is a great pick like um, we definitely like you said the upside is there the pass coverage ability is kind of freaky at times like he, he we know he does that very well um at 155 like what, what's not to like and, and i pick? think with him like the the future of this linebacker i don't know will really depend on tacky tacky but um like yeah. i think Tacky's a better fit for a, a strong side linebacker role, and I think Jannard Avery's just a better strong side linebacker than him. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason they moved on from Jamie Collins is because they know Jannard Avery can come in, start as their strong side. I think Mac Wilson could be a future weak side for them, and then either Joe Schobert or Christian Kirksey in the middle. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid. But sadly, with their next fifth round pick, they drafted the kicker Austin Siebert from Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I don't like this pick. Again, uh, I don't think I'd draft a kicker, and I wouldn't draft a punter until, like, late seventh. And I wouldn't but, draft one at all. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't even like Siebert very much. He's fine. Uh, good kickoff guy. <laughs> Not the biggest leg. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've got nothing more to say. Uh, sixth round, they take Drew Forbes, the Southeast Missouri State offensive lineman, mm-hmm. who, who's got he played tackle there. He's probably a guard in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, I like his vers- the versatility he adds to the offensive line because of that tackle guard flexibility. Um, I'm what are they, they're listing him as a guard, so I'm guessing he'll be the top backup potentially for uh, Batonio and Corbett. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see them do a little more to address offensive line in this draft? I would. Uh, I, yeah. I just but I guess like because they've already paid Chris Hubbard, like he's just yeah. starting right tackle, and because I they I guess they have enough because of the one year contract they gave Greg Robinson they're comfortable ro- rolling with him on a prove it deal at left tackle, but I yeah it's kind of hard like like the they're, they're pretty deep but they and it's yeah. like Corbett's still an unknown like we can't just pencil yeah. him in as being better than Kevin Zietler or to that level just because they felt the need to plug him in now. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only sure things are J.C. Treader and Joel Batonio, obviously. 
Yeah. But yeah, like I if agree. you're gonna look for a, the biggest worry to me is that. I agree. Uh, and then with their final pick, Donnie Lewis, the two lane corner, seventh round. I really like Donnie Lewis's developmental uh, developmental corner. Really good and press. Love his length. Uh, I'm su- surprised he ended up getting drafted, but really happy because he was one of my deep sleepers. <laughs> What'd you grade? I ended up giving him a B, and it was like the same thing. Like I didn't like the tacky tacky yeah. pick and drafting a kicker. Uh, like that 80th pick. If they had taken like Yodney Kajust, for example, there or just one one mm-hmm. of the tackles available. I would have felt so much better about this draft, and not taking a kicker would have been great. I know. I I agree. I give them a B as well, and pretty much for the same reasons. Um, I just yeah, like I think they did a really good job for not having a first round pick, and I think it's a solid draft. Like I think they did a good job, but yeah, the the, the tacky tacky pick and the Seabird pick, I don't I don't like. Yeah. It at all. all right. Finally, in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, my football team, who uh, made a big splash. They traded up in the first round, first time since they did uh, in what two thousand and three when they traded up for Trey Palmolive. I think it was 03. Two, two or three? Yes, something like that. Well, now you're going to make me check because you challenged me. No, go out. <laughs> and it check. was 2003. Don't ever fucking challenge me again. <laughs> sorry, Believe no. me. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> traded the 20th overall pick, the 52nd overall pick, and a 2023rd to move up from 2210 and draft Michigan linebacker Devin Bush, who... Pretty costly, but I... Costly but I, only in terms of the position, like trading for up that... Uh, to there for an off-ball linebacker. Yeah. I, like, I have a tough time. Like, I don't think I'm not in the mold of off-ball linebackers, the new running back, which I know there's, like, that's a take out there. There's a lot of people. Um, yeah, I know. But it, it's a lot to give up for an off-ball linebacker. But when it's such a perfect fit, like, Devin Bush is the, I think, was arguably the best fit in the draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I 100% agree. The fit is so good. And, like, there wasn't another off-ball linebacker taken for another, like, 33 picks. Divide was the next one. And so you, knew, that's a, you knew if they didn't make yeah. the trade, they weren't getting him. Exactly. So that's a big drop-off. They went up and got their guy. I think Devin Bush, potential defensive rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, I think he should be, three. yeah, definitely in the conversation. Like, him, yeah. if you were to ask me today, I would say um, him, uh, Nick Bosa, and Quinn Williams would probably be the top three. I think that's fair. Um, it kind of wide open this year, but we'll, we'll talk about that as, as the offseason goes on. Um, I love the fit. I love the pick. Um, he just kind of—it's good, man. I think he's obviously plug, plug and play for them and his give them something they haven't had since. He, this year. Yeah, Last he he's kind of the perfect ideal replacement for Ryan Chazier with the athleticism, yeah. the the aggressiveness, the leadership qualities. Um, he, yeah. I I just I'm really excited to see him and. To, to me, like, they were just exposed by smart football teams at times because of their <laughs> yep. off-ball linebackers. Yep. And Bush can cover, too. Kind yeah, of yeah, he's a great athlete. Um, he is. And also, he's ranked number 55, so, like, I think that's a big boost. That's great. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, and then no second-round pick because they dealt it to move up for Bush in the third round, 66. Kind of surprised, again, talking about the receivers and how they NFL viewed mm-hmm. versus how we did. Uh, they took Toledo receiver Deontay Johnson. Um Okay, you feel this. Uh, okay. Again, really great fit. And fits yeah. what Pittsburgh tends to draft uh, in receivers. Route runner. I, uh, you you got to trust them when it comes to Yeah, so that's another thing. Um, 
Yeah, they they love dra- they love drafting red runners uh, with safe hands, um, with pump return upside and yak ability, and that's what Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson is. It was like a round earlier than I thought he would go. I thought he'd go like early to mid one hundreds. They got him sixty six, but again, sometimes fit trumps value, uh, and you gotta tr- again you gotta trust Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm excited to see how they use Deontay Johnson. I think he'll be doing more than I, we know. I hated the James Washington pick last year. So bad, and uh, I like. I think Deontay Johnson's going to be doing more instantly than James Washington is in year two. I I think that's fair. I mean, uh, Washington was a bit of a like. I, I don't know if I want to say project, but I guess he was. Yeah, right I now. think he was. Like Deontay Johnson, the route running yeah. is going to get him involved early. I'm excited to see how he's used. I at first I was like, ah, oh, it's early, but I I kind of like come around fully on it, and I'm really excited to see it. it See, I still think it's early, but I'm excited that you're excited. Right? Uh, and then 83rd, I thought another great uh, like, fit. I like this But pick. the value yeah. specifically. Michigan State mm-hmm. corner Justin Lane uh, in third. And he there was lots of long corners going earlier. And yes. he, he fell a bit, and they got him there. And um, I, I, I he's a converted receiver. He's a little raw, but I love what he can do as a press man guy. He's got to develop some, and Pittsburgh struggled with developing corners, so that's a little yes. worrisome. Like, yeah. the one way with receivers, you trust them. You don't really trust them on corners. But, like, opposite Joe Hayden with Mike Hilton in the, at nickel, I think Justin Lane is the best option. And they also they, they brought agree. in Steven Nelson, because like, I just don't think Artie Burns is going to be playing. Um, and they brought in Steven Nelson, so they won't be forced mm-hmm. to uh, start Lane right away. But Shoehorn him in, yeah. I, I like the fit a lot. I like I like just really good value, like you said. I mean, I wouldn't have, like I thought he was going to go like a round mm-hmm. earlier. Um, like you said, big, long, athletic. I, I, again, they they're bad at developing corners, but and like he's he's pretty raw. But I think he can I think he can turn into something for the Steelers. Uh, and then fourth round, uh, they took Kentucky running back Benny Snell. Um, a little yeah. early for me. I I had him more in the one forty one sixty range. They took him 122. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a huge need either, and we've seen what they've done with running backs. It, it's interesting because they tend to not um, go with a committee thing in the backfield. They pound one running back into the ground, as we saw with Lev Bell and we saw with James Conner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And James Conner's obviously the the starter, like playing at a Pro Bowl level last year. Um, but Snell fits what they've taken in running backs, where he's got the the tough power running ability. They love running backs who are 220-plus. Um, and it makes me wonder what maybe they've got a different role carved out for Jalen Samuels. I kind of hope so. but Because we'll Samuels, see. obviously, if, if you don't know, like he played this tight end, H-back, yeah. like was more of a pass catcher than anything at NC State, and Pittsburgh made mm-hmm. him running back. And obviously, he flashed when he had to play last year, too. Yeah, it wasn't like better than I anticipated. I didn't like – I didn't mean – the pick was okay last year. I don't. I, didn't I, like I think he did, exceeded my expectations when he played as a running me back. Me too. Though. It, me too. Exactly. Um, um, so it, I don't it's going to depend how all, much usage but. they have with Benny Snell to justify the pick in the fourth round. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, to me, he was a Chris Ivory clone. And Chris Ivory, you could assign him. Baby. And like, <laughs> like Chris <laughs> Ivory at that in the fourth, like I'm fine with that value. It's just again dependent for them and their need there. Could have signed JHI, but whatever. Um, little, little early, and yeah, not too needy, but we'll see. Uh, my least 
second least favorite pick was uh, fifth round. They took Michigan tight end Zach Gentry, who I think is really adds nothing in the pass catching game. Has some pass blocking ability. I compared him prior to the draft to Matt Spath, who was the Steelers tight end too for a long time, a really good tight end. They love him. So if that's what he turns into, I think I'm okay with it. But like I thought, there's better tight ends on the board. I also thought this was like a guy you didn't get undrafted. I yeah, I thought I thought like I'd see Gentry go late seventh, mid late seventh. Um flashes, not consistent at all. Um not the toughest guy. Solid blocker. Big dude though. I think that's why he went earlier. Yeah. The height, uh, obviously. The and, worst pick yeah. for them though, six rounds, Sutton Smith, Northern Illinois. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call him a linebacker or an edge. Uh he is shouldn't be an edge, so he's probably an inside linebacker in Pittsburgh. Like complete raw yeah. like didn't He's never played really off ball or anything, but doesn't really add much in terms of pass rushing despite the production in Northern Illinois. Um, I'm just worried he'll have to play because they are, uh, outside of Devin Bush and Vince Williams, they're quite thin at that position. I think they ended up with a better linebacker later, though. I agree. I don't like the pick either. Uh, 192, and again, the sixth round, lots of sixth-round picks. Alabama defensive lineman Isaiah Boggs. I really like this pick. I really like this pick, too. Um, I thought with him, you, you get... The motor's not always there, but flashes of pass mm-hmm. rush ability. He's going to be rotational yeah. on that D-line. Um, and interesting. Not I don't love his fit as like a five-tech guy. Really? I thought, it, I thought he was like his best role would have been as like a one-gap three-tech type. I, I, like I don't disagree. I think he, he can play the five. He seemed pretty Pittsburgh-y, so... Um, also, it's not like he's not going to have to play. Like, Tyson Alu-Alu is obviously no. the top backup and a good backup. Like, so mm-hmm. that's another thing they can sit. I like the picks. I, I I think I had him, like, in the fifth round. And so. then Ulysses Gilbert from Akron. I like him better than the Sutton Smith pick, a linebacker. I think yeah. he gives you way more upside on special teams, more athletic upside, um, mm-hmm. and better developmental upside. Yeah. Gilbert, Gilbert, good player in yeah. college, too. Flashy right? and... Sideline, sideline. Uh, and then yeah. final pick, seventh round, Derwin Gray from Maryland. Who I think, like, some people are talking him up a bit. I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't think he's a very good athlete. Uh, he reminds me of a sloth. I think his pass sets are sketchy. I think he's better off as a guard, like a, a top backup guard, a Vlad Ducasse type of lineman. Good call. Uh, ultimately, I gave them a B. I went B minus. Like, I love the fit. The the first three picks, I think, between fit and value, I loved. Then it kind of, like, that Gentry pick, the Sutton Smith pick, I didn't think, like, this. we talked about Snell's not a bad pick there just for them. You felt like you could I, get I something of a bigger need there. Yeah, I don't like the Snell pick. Uh, and, yeah, so, B. If, uh, B minus. Well, it, it'll depend how they, they uh, develop Justin Lane. I know. I really hope Justin Lane pans Me out too. for them. I, I like that. I, I think he's a good Ult- Ultimately, I think like Devin Bush is going to be so fun no matter what. He seems like he's going to be a fan favorite. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? 100%. I love Devin Bush. Uh, hey, you know what else you love, AJ? Uh, gambling. No, when I read ads. Since we've started oh, this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month 
Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HEAVEN when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've got now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code HEAVEN, H-E-A-V-E-N. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. All right, NFC North. Uh, into Chicago we go, Soldier Field. Mm. And Chicago didn't have a first-round pick. They didn't have a second-round pick, but they do have Khalil Mack, so it's probably worth it. It is. Um, and, and with their, the, obviously in the offseason, they, they moved on from uh, Jordan Howard, and the Eagles. So with that first pick uh, for them, which was 73rd overall in the third round, uh-huh. Probably a slam dunk pick. Iowa State running back, David Montgomery. Yeah, I love David Montgomery. He's like the toughest motherfucker running in the draft. He's so much fun to watch. Love the fit because he's going to be the the better version of Jordan Howard in that offense. Like in Nagy's offense because we saw Howard didn't work out that well. Uh, Cohen and him, I think, are going to be an awesome pair. I like the pick. Yeah, like, did he remind you of Cream Hunt too? I can't remember if you agreed on that one. Uh yeah, I, like my comp for him was Cream Hunt, and obviously Nagy had Cream Hunt in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's uh really you know what like that this would be a good guy to throw like not a ton of money on in terms of offensive rookie of the year odds, but I, oh yeah that's a, that, that's an interesting yeah one. just because you you the the only thing that would hold you back is the usage of Tariq Cohen. But yeah, I, I think they're yeah, I think like Tariq's usage is going to go up. I think Mike Davis's role is set, but yeah, so I think that'd be the only thing to really yeah. scare you off. But just knowing Nagy's production with running backs and like think just even though Jordan Howard wasn't that productive last year, think about how many touches he got. Oh, he's eighteen to one. He's up there. Eh? He's got one. the fifth highest odds. Ooh, interesting. That makes little sense. Surpri- little surpri- Vegas knows yeah. what they're doing. I thought I was smarter than Vegas. Guess not. I want to look at these odds. Yeah, now I, I just I just them. opened them up and I'm perusing them quickly. Ooh, Jared Stidham, hundred to one. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Who's up? They rattle the top couple off. Uh, Kyler Murray, two to one. Makes Josh sense. Jacobs, thirteen to two. Dwayne Haskins, yeah. ten to one. Mecole Hardman, sixteen to one. <sighs> David Montgomery, eighteen to one. Uh, and then Debo Samuel, Miles Sanders, Darrell Henderson, Paris Campbell, and AJ Brown all twenty to one. I like the Haskins money. Um, DK Metcalf twenty five to one. I kind of. Like oh, so Will Greer twenty five to one. Alexander Ooh, Alexander can... Madison thirty to one. See, how can you say DK's twenty five to one and Greer's also twenty five to one? I don't know. Like Bryce Love has the same odds as Devin Singletary. Oof! Big uh, oof. JJ Arcega Whiteside has the same odds as George Sidon. I, I don't know. Whatever. Vegas knows. <laughs> they know something. Dirt Sim starting. The Montgomery. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, the Montgomery pick, slam dunk. I don't love taking running backs, but when, like, Montgomery was a top 50 player for me, you get him 73rd, yeah. and he's a perfect fit for your offense. Love his contact mm-hmm. balance and his patience, his pass catching ability. Slam dunk. Um, and then, fourth round, 126. I thought it was another slam dunk pick for them. They get Riley Ridley, the Georgia yeah. receiver, who was also top 50 on my board. I think arguably the best. Probably the third best route runner overall in the class. Some of the best Up hands. There, like, sure. Did everything well and nothing elite and didn't test super great and the production wasn't there, so that's why he slid. But I think he's a great <laughs> yeah. fit. I It's going to be so interesting to see how this receiving court just Like I think out. by getting him, obviously Allen Robinson's your ex. I think Riley Ridley becomes your Z. Uh, obviously, a- Anthony Miller's in the slot. 
And then that Slide. gives you, like, Taylor Gabriel just as your gadget guy, move him around, do whatever you want with him. That makes sense. Even Wims Flash. Yeah, I know. Like, Wim, Wims is almost the based off the flashes, like, the the perfect Allen Robinson backup. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. I, it's a really and, good and group, they, man. They, they, they also brought in Corderell Patterson. They, they got Emmanuel Hall mm-hmm. undrafted. Yeah, the way they've overhauled, like, all the skill positions on offense, or at least running back and receiver, it's been so great. Mm-hmm. And tight end. And then they didn't pick again to the sixth round, and they went nickel Duke Shelley from Kansas State. I'm not a huge Duke Shelley fan. Thought he could potentially yeah. get be guy to get undrafted. Um, mm-hmm. He he's like feisty. I just don't think he's that great an athlete, and he can get exposed in man coverage. Yeah. Uh, and two seventh round picks: Kareth White Jr., the FAU running back, who I think they drafted him. To be a kick returner, because that's what like the reason you would draft him. But you have Cordarrelle Patterson, so I didn't totally get that. I know. I'm wondering because like, like I don't think he's gonna make this that's, team. That's the other I, thing too is like you know for a fact, Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis, and David Montgomery are making your team. Exactly. So I, practice squad. See, I was gonna say like it's gonna be really, really yeah, but also like really interesting to watch him in the preseason if they really start showing the tricks because he could be a, a bit of a gadgetude and the return guy, but. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's an interesting pick, and uh, I think Nagy's got an idea. But, yeah, I think he ends up with the practice squad. Yeah, he, he's a super athletic guy. It'll be interesting. He could mm-hmm. be a gadget-type guy in the future, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then other seventh-round pick, Valdoza State, corner, Steven Denmark, who's interesting, really big. Mm-hmm. Former receiver, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like he's a guy I'm expecting gonna be on the practice squad because he's so freaking raw. But he's six three two twenty. Like that size is crazy. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Big time. I'm excited to too. see him. Uh, um, in the preseason. Ran a four four six. Yeah, me too. He see, I think you do a good job when you get two guys in the seventh round where we're saying I'm excited to see them in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, what'd you end up giving them? Give them a solid B. Like, for, for not having a first or second round pick, I thought they came away with a, like a Yeah, I give them grade. B plus because, I, to, to me, like, it's, it's hard to give them a big grade when, it, like, these are what their picks yeah. were. Uh, like, just in terms mm-hmm. of where the selections physically were. But I think you got your starting yeah. running back, future starting receiver. Didn't love the Shelly or White pick, but the Denmark pick's definitely interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, Detroit Lions time. AJ's second favorite team. AJ's been saying that for years. Loves the Lions. Thanksgiving's the best. Matt Patricia. Love Thanksgiving. Uh, Okay. Eighth overall. Not a shocker. They go tight end TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. They're trying to become the Patriots of the NFC. So they try and get their Gronk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, really good football player. I like the the fit. I don't. You're going to probably say what I was going to say. Um, Yeah, I think so. Like to me, he he was. I think he was. He was the seventh or eighth player on my board. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's a stud. I think he's George Kittle, but there's just not a lot of value in taking a tight end that early. Yeah, I, I'm just, I was just trying to think of my number. I don't, I, I know I wouldn't take a one top fifteen, top twenty, maybe. I think that's my number. But yeah, um, yeah, like it'll, it'll be interesting. He's obviously their tight end one going forward. Um, but like, it's a need for them. Gr- like, it's a good great, pick. like great hands. Gonna do a lot after the catch. Plug and play. It just makes me question why they paid Jesse James, though. Like, that seems even worse. Well, it looked bad when they did and it like, anyway. They drafted so. another Ted into it also, like, more than Jesse James later. Me too, um, yeah. But, <laughs> I like that pick, actually. The but, like, to me, Hawkinson can become one of the ten best tight ends in the league. And if he, if he does, it justifies be... taking him there, probably. 
Fair enough. Uh, and yeah. then here's a pick that a lot of people hated, and I might be the one of the few who didn't. Uh, Hawaii linebacker Jelani Tavea. Go. Okay. Go. Wax poetic. Okay, so I, I had him more as a third-round guy. I've been trying to get him to my Rams for a while. Top top 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely top 100. Um, and I think he's justified here because of the fit, and there was talk that the Patriots really wanted him. Uh, he is the perfect <laughs> Sam linebacker for this system and what the Patriots system is. And as we know, that, that Sam spot's been quite important over the years. Like, the current mm-hmm. Pats have had Kyle Van Noy playing it. Before that, Jamie Collins. Um, it's just, like before that, Adelius Thomas. It's always been a key component to running this defensive system. So I get it yeah. with Quinn and Patricia coming over from New England and knowing how important that spot is and getting that type of guy next to, they obviously, Gerard Davis, their middle linebacker. Um Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm totally okay with it. He brings the wood. He's got a huge motor. He's got pass rush upside. I think he he's a perfect fit, even if it was early. Another weird group that that Lions linebacking core. Like outside of Davis, I don't. I guess Kennard played well last year for them. They use yeah, him all over them. Let him stick his hand in the dirt a bit too. Yeah, that's true. Um. But, yeah, I think it, it was about fit and adding defensive versatility to the front seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third round, Boston College safety, Will Harris. I, I, I think uh, good fit again. I, I like their first three picks in terms of fit. I like them a lot. Yeah, uh, Will Harris. The value I, wasn't I perfect on fit. any of the three, but the fit. Yeah, like it's – yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't, Harris, Harris could kind of do it all for you. He two, can play like. strong or free for them. Depending where they yeah. want, I, I kind of think he'll end up their strong safety because I think Tracy Walker, just because of where they took him last year, yeah, gets for sure. Or, or like, or I don't know, because Quadri Diggs is playing that like a strong safety nickel role, and then bringing Justin Coleman, mm-hmm. like you're not taking Diggs off the field. So it'll, yeah. it'll be, I think, best case scenario for them. And if you're a Lions fan, you probably end up with your starting corners being Darius Slay and Amani Arwari, your nickel Justin Coleman, and your safeties Diggs and Harris. And then Tracy, Tracy Walker just I, out the window. That was a bad pick. I I think I think that is what's going to happen. Yeah. though. Harris also low key. I think could be a bit of a center fielder. Like he's just really smooth. I know he's not like a super freak athlete, but he he ended up testing quite well. Who's your Harris comp? McDougal, oh, uh, McDougald. Yeah. I like that. I think this he could be the same kind of caliber mm-hmm. of player. Uh, and then um, the fourth round huge overdraft in my mind. Uh, a guy who looks yeah. the part but doesn't play it on tape. Austin yeah. Bryant, the Clemson edge, who'd been hyped for a while, but like I never saw it on tape. He's Coney Ely. He like he looks like he should be good, and he's not. <laughs> uh, fifth round, Penn State corner Amani Arwari. Yeah, this was another like this was their steal pick, but the yes. only issue I had with it's it, number Amani's wearing number forty six, so it's like fuck, man, that's bad. That's, that's so bad. bad. It's like the worst like possible corner number somehow. Did he wear it because he got picked at 146? Is it like, I was 146 is my reminder? I don't know. That's even, that's even like, I, I can't justify it. But uh, Arwari, <laughs> um, a lot of upside, really interesting press, man. Press corner. And like, Surprise sparky. how far he fell. I can't believe he fell. Yes. Uh, I know like yeah. some of the bigger media was expected him to fall, so I guess thoughts were all over the place on him. But uh, mm-hmm. And then the sixth round, Travis Fulgham, the old Dominion receiver. I think he's a really good depth receiver. Makes sense, mm-hmm. I think. Just blocks like his ass Jermaine off. Jermaine Curse-esque. Yeah, blocks his ass off. And, like, I, yeah, I think it makes Like, 184, I'm cool. Yeah, and then 186, Maryland running back Ty Johnson. Interesting. Um, I think he's 
to be their kick returner. I think so too, but because like you, Agnew punts. The, the, the issue because the issue is to me like Kieran Johnson's your top running back, C.J. Anderson's your two, Theo Riddick's your satellite mm-hmm. back. So now is Ty, Ty Johnson's competing with like Zach Zenner, and like you're gonna keep four <laughs> running backs. And yeah, like you said, Agnew's the punt returner, so I guess Ty Johnson's yeah. your kick returner, but. And Ty was definitely better at kicks than uh, yes. punts, but is he going to make the team? I, think, I don't know. I, like, same kind of boat with him as Kareth White on the Bears is like exactly special, or, yeah uh, practice squad type to me. And like they both kind of interest me, like just adding as a running back, mm-hmm. but uh, not enough to uh, get by any of those. And ones. seventh round, Georgia tight end Isaac Nada. Like this, who I, I like his fit as like an H back type of tight end too for yeah. them. Uh, tries his best as a blocker, like effort blocker. Obviously mm-hmm. tested horrible and it killed his stock, but yeah, I still liked what I saw from him on tape. Me too. And Enough the to value sure there, great. Yeah. I and enjoyed. then Arizona nose tackle PJ Johnson with their final seventh round pick. Um, he's just to me just depth. Uh, mm-hmm. Fits the system. Yeah. Uh, I give them a B plus. I give him a solid B. Yeah, I had issue that Austin Bryan pick really sucked. Um, some of the value was a little off, but I, again, it helps because I thought the fit was really nice with the earlier picks. Uh, okay, yeah. On sure. to the Packers, twelfth overall. Uh, they have two first round picks. They made some maneuvers, um, but they stuck at twelve and took Michigan defensive lineman linebackers. How they announced it though, Rashawn Gary. Really weird. Okay, so the interesting thing with Rashawn Gary is going to see how they and, and he's li- they announced him as linebacker. He's listed as linebacker. He's wearing fifty two. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, like you said, usage of him, because this is a huge reach for me in terms of, like, I get. Like, I knew, we knew he was going to go top 15. Yeah. Like, realistic. But, like, he, I think he was 40 on my big board in the end. Um, a freak athlete. Like, yeah, early second. The, the thing is, because remember I talked about how, like, his best usage would be all over the place as, like, an Adelius Thomas type. This yeah. might be the team to do it just because um, they did call him a linebacker, and we know Zadarius Smith mm-hmm. can play a bit of that five tack. So you get Rashawn Gary as an edge, maybe get a, the hand in the dirt in a four four man front. It, it's really like you said, going to come down to how they use him. I hope, and I do trust Mike Patton. But me too. that was a big reach. Like for you, me. you know, they're you're, they're drafting him with a plan for him. You like hope you don't, it's not a guy you just. I don't know. With all the rumors we've heard about the Green Bay front office, there's a lot of hate up there. Uh, and then they made some maneuvers ended up with the 21st overall pick. They take my my guy, Maryland safety, Darnell Savage Jr., and they kind of complete that secondary with him, Adrian Amos, Jair Alexander, uh, um, wow, I'm blanking, Kevin okay. King, Tremont Williams. They get some depth with Josh, uh, Josh Jackson and uh, I still Josh believe- Jones. Uh, I love this. Like, it's a great fit. That secondary is getting scary. Um, Savage can play all like, over the place too. Exactly. Um, he yeah. brings the wood. Super athletic guy. He's a bully. He's Bob Sanders. I can't wait. I think this is like the first time in my lifetime that like I'm actually excited to see what a Packers defense. Yeah, me has. too. Which is kind of cool. Like, lots I, of fun I, players, hated... and they they yeah. There's a lot on the table just because of. Them paying both Smiths and drafting Gary. Yeah. I, I love Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of it has to do, like, they've their secondary specifically, they've been drafting guys we both like. Yeah, it's 
it, like they could be a, take a huge leap this year, or there's a couple guys that they, they might have swung a missed on. It's gonna be interesting. Really, I'm uh, in the second round. They go Mississippi State interior offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, um, who I, I think will be probably a backup year one, but they're gonna hope yeah, becomes so their starting guard year two. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, the plan. I, He's a bull. He's really mean, physical, run run blocker, strong at the point of attack. Um, not not a great athlete, but I love his anchor. Uh, I, it's not mm-hmm. like a super inspiring pick, I'm sure, for a lot of Packers fans. I, don't, I know a lot wanted to tackle, but yeah. uh, I like it. It's a solid pick. Like I think a little early for me, not much though. And to fit, like it's like just adding to the offensive line wasn't then neat, so. Seventy fifth, they go Texas A&M tight end Jay Sternberger. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the value, but the fit was kind of weird because they need this inline tight end to really get Matt LaFleur's system going. Like, Sternberger's more of that Zach Ertz H-back slot type. That's how he's used at A&M. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that fit ends up working. But I, I do think that like, he's a very talented pass-catching tight end who can play all over. He could be, like, pretty explosive for this offense, mm-hmm. though. He's also a good effort blocker, but, again, like, didn't play a ton of inline at Texas A&M. Yeah. So again, use yeah. will be interesting. Uh, fifth round, mm-hmm. Kingsley Kiki from Texas A&M, who I think is perfect backup defensive lineman for them. He played all over the A&M yeah. D line. Uh, can play the five tech. Can play a bit of nose. Um, can play three. Can play the one. He played some edge at A&M. So just having that versatility as a depth player in your D line is always a plus. Yeah, I agree. Kind of reminds me of last year when they when they took Cal uh, Cal D lineman James Looney, who I really liked there. Oh, yeah, I forgot how much you liked the Uh And then sixth round, Kadar Holman, Toledo corner. Uh, this is similar to how I felt about Donnie Lewis when the Browns took him. Long press yeah. corner who I really liked as a sleeper, developmental guy. I really like this pick. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, a guy who would be a perfect backup to Kevin King. Uh, yeah. And then other sixth-round pick, tech, or Notre Dame running back, Dexter Williams. This is fun. This is fun. I like Dexter I think he, I think he's a better <laughs> overall – running back in term to back up Aaron Jones than Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is kind of like, like, I don't think he adds a ton outside of some of his, uh, pa- goal, line goal like inside running ability, and, uh, pass blocking. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Instead of like using Jamal Williams just to, uh, like what to give Jones a breather. Um, Dexter Williams is so much more explosive. Yeah. Like you get more specialist work out of, Jamal Williams now. Dexter Williams can be like a home run hitting back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Dexter Williams can just be the running back too. Uh, Williams, his role is defined. Exactly. And Aaron Jones running back. I like, I like this a lot. I'm sort of like, with how the running backs fell, I, I'm kind of surprised he almost went 200th. But. And and then anyway. seventh round, special teams linebacker. The true <laughs> definition yeah, yeah, yeah. of it in Ty Summers from TCU. A guy yeah. who would do anything for that TCU team and even played on the edge for them. Really good athlete. Uh, I think he he can uh, he's like a Sam linebacker type, but I think he's going to be quite the special teamer for them. Would you grade him? I give him a B. The Rashawn Gary value really tanked their draft for me, uh, and I didn't love the Sternberger fit, even though I like him in the value. I I gave him a B as well, and I, again, it just goes back to like defining their roles. Yeah. and that, that's a lot of it. It's hard to like. Obviously, it's hard to grade a draft when you've never seen them play in the NFL and you're basing exactly. all of what exactly. we're expecting them to do. Uh, yeah. And, like, assuming they'll be fit correctly or not right and all this. But mm-hmm. Finally, the Minnesota Vikings. 
They went ahead, took one of my favorite players in the entire draft, 18th overall. Me too. North Carolina State Center, Garrett Bradbury. Uh, love the player. Love, love, love the, the player, fit. love the fit. Really completes or helps this O-line pull together. Think he, I think agree. he can have the effect on this O-line that Quentin Nelson did with the Colts where it's just injecting such a smart, smart, nasty, physical, talented offensive lineman can yep. kind of hold that group together. I agree. Uh, and, and by drafting him, they get to move Pat Elfline to right guard, which he played a lot. Like, for two years, like, people forget. El- I know Elfline's been their starting center, but, like, he was mm-hmm. um, a guard for three years at Ohio State before he played center as a senior. Yep. So you get to move him. That upgrades your right guard spot. So now your interior becomes Bradbury, um, Elfline. You sign Josh Klein, and then you're, I'm assuming you're rolling with Riley Reef and Brian O'Neill at tackle. And your line's looking a lot better. Going into the draft, I thought this should have been tackle, but after like Titus Howard going twenty third, <laughs> McGarry going thirty first, I know Dillard went twenty second, but uh, and like I, I like at first I wasn't one hundred percent sold, but now I am. I, I love it. I love Garrett Bradbury. Yeah. Definitely like, worth the eighteenth overall. I think pick. he can be like, a top five center in the league and a Pro Bowl player. For I agree. I th- he's a decade, yeah, and a leader for them as well. He's going to make Dalvin Cook's yep. life way better. Fiftieth. Uh, they kind of surprising. They go tight end, even though Kyle Rudolph's on the team, which has some thinking maybe Kyle Rudolph could be moved. Um, and they take Irv Smith from Alabama. The thing is, though, if they do want to roll t- two tight end sets, like Rudolph's a classic inline guy, Irv Smith can play a lot of slot and H back. Mm-hmm. I like I like the I like the idea of not moving Kyle Rudolph and like using Irv Smith because they obviously they don't have a clear cut slot or third receiver. Slot I should receiver. say because like Diggs and Thielen can play yeah. all over. But just yeah, yeah. involve Irv Smith in that way, I think would be really interesting. I, you know what, I didn't think about that, but I like that idea. Yeah. So instead of like trotting Laquan Treadwell back exactly, out there all the time use, or, use Irv Smith in weird ways and have some fun with it. I like that. Or yeah. um, and, and like to me, he he's another guy who's really effort blocker and has a little pass catching upside. Uh, mm. And then they tanked it. And then they went ahead, made this is some have argued the worst pick of the draft. Boise State running back Alexander Madison at the end of the third I, round. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. Into like, first of all, the third round is for teams. If you're drafting a running back there, to me that's where you draft a starting running back. And you did like the Bears got David yeah, Montgomery. Like you don't need a, You have Dalvin Cook. You're not drafting a starting running back. But I like I get no. you're looking for the Latavius Murray replacement. But you can get that guy. Fucking undrafted. Devon Ezekbo and Elijah Holyfield both went undrafted, and I think they're both better running backs and, and better for that role. I don't even hate Madison. Yeah. I think he would have been a fine sixth or seventh round pick. I agree. Like, do you think it, the, the Juice was their guy and he went and they panicked? Maybe. It just, uh, <laughs> like, I. It was bad value, and I, I don't I, know. Like, it just, it looks so bad. It doesn't. The pick really doesn't make sense. I get it. You're trying to get but Latavius like, Murray, but, but like, like at 102, and like as if Latavius Murray, like Murray wasn't even good. Uh, Just sign J. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sign someone. I don't know. Uh, at 102, you can get a starter. I, exactly. Exactly. So I hated that. Uh, I they hate came the back in the fourth yeah. round, took Drew Samia, the Oklahoma guard. Really good, good pick. pick. A guy who provides really depth on pick, the interior yeah. for them. Um, uh, like it, it's it. All of a sudden, it's like last year if they draft Drew Samia here, I'd be like, oh, he's going to have to play as a rookie. But here it's like he's just mm-hmm. a good depth add, and you feel better about your backups. Um, and, yep. or, and if he wins the job, then that's a win. Yeah, and like he, to me, he's a guy who can develop into a starter. 
Uh, yep. Fifth round, they took Cam Smith. I'm not a Cam Smith guy. I don't think he's a good enough athlete no, to be playing much outside of special teams. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. It reminds me of when they took Ben Gideon. <laughs> like yeah, he's, it does. It's not like you know you're not forced to play him because you you you're rolling with obviously Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, but uh, it's like Ben Gideon depth, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sixth round, Armand Watts from Arkansas. I love this pick. Uh, a guy who can play all over the D line. Um, love his length. Really strong player. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good run defender to me. Can play yeah. the one tech or the three tech spot if you need him to. Love the value there. Um, the next six round pick, Epps. they took Marcus Epps, the safety from Wyoming. To me, that's just a special teams pick. He's a, he's a banger yeah, with some athleticism, but I don't think he adds much in terms of starter potential. It's in the one nineties. So I mean, whatever. and then their next uh, pick, one ninety three in the sixth round, Ollie Udo, the Elon tackle, who I think's I think's more of a guard. But you, you're a big uh, Ollie Udo fan. I'm not as much as one. I like Udo. I think if you're betting on someone in the sixth round to develop, he could be a guard for sure. But like just regardless, and they obviously need help on the line. Uh, I think it's a good pick, man. I think uh, it's definitely worth the risk. It's not even a risk. And like, I didn't think he was that much worse than Titus Howard. So I don't disagree. Go. I wonder if they can sneak him on the practice squad, though. Uh. I think he can crack the team. I guess, you know, you're right, though. The, the, the offensive line's coming along. Yeah, I know. When you look at it on like, paper it's now, it's like guys who had to start last year are now backups. So it's like, well, now they've got starting experience and you're not forced to play them. Like Rashad Hill, for example. Mm-hmm. It's, it looks a lot yeah. better. Maybe not in terms of, like, Pro Bowl talent or anything. Just depth-wise, it's a lot better. No, for sure. Uh, and yeah. then seventh round, they got four seventh-round picks, baby. Texas corner, Chris Boyd, because Mike Zimmer can't not draft a corner. I like it. Uh, yeah, in the seventh round, I, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, he really he tested better than a lot of people expected. But he he yeah. was very grabby at Texas. There's flashes, really physical, but he just often like seemed to panic. If they can develop him, he does that'd be interesting. Hey, he he's an interest. Like he's a, he's a fun watch because like he's, he's it's like either like a big pass interference penalty or like he's fighting through the whistle to break the ball up. Like I, he's, it's an interesting pick. I like the pick. Him and Holton seven. Hill are best friends too. So. Yeah, they, they uh, the, in in like after the season, it's gonna be interesting. They they might, I mean, go to armchairalmerics dot com by all means and read my twenty twenty way too early mock draft where I have them take a corner because whoa because like there's been the rumors about trading Xavier Rhodes. There's mm-hmm. uh, after the season, Mac Alexander and Trey Wayne's are free agents. Holton Hill's suspended yep. right now, so uh, there's a yep. weird corner group. A lot it of depth is. though. Uh, and then next seventh round pick, Dylan Mitchell from Oregon, receiver, who I thought would was worth a fourth, early fifth round pick. They get him in the seventh. I think he could win the wide receiver three spot. I think he could too. Like he's a <laughs> Nelson Aguilar type of slot to me. Uh, a little bit of height, stretch the field a little yeah. bit, has some uh, concentration drops, but talents there. Mo- moves okay. Yeah, I I agree. I like Adam like the late fifth, I believe. But here it's a good then, pick. And I agree. I think he could be the, the starting Then the next slot. seventh round pick, Olabisi Jones, the Colorado State receiver. To me, he's just a straight line deep threat, fine backup, mm-hmm. like fourth, fifth type. I don't know if Laquan Triple is going to make this team. Like Because <laughs> at this point, I mean, Chad, Chad Beebe is making this team. But Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, uh, I would put Mitchell and Johnson on this team over Treble. And then actually, Chad Beebe's probably. So. 
They, they love yeah. Chad Beebe. There's no way he's... Chad Beebe flashes. Your boy Jeff Bidette. Your boy Jeff Bidette's just a better athlete. More upside. I, I want to see where... Look, like, is, is Treble going to get another shot? He's a guy who like I could just see not. I he's agree, so but I think he will. Um, finally, with their final pick, don't, the Vikings draft a long, long snapper. Snappers. Air Force long snapper, Austin Cutting. Don't do it. I, I believed in long snappers a year Ooh, ago. But one you, know what the, you know what the messed up thing is? What's that? Are you not a fan of their current long stopper, Kevin McDermott? Do you know who he is, by the way? I forget. He's, he's no. uh, you know, Good. like the 6'9 UCLA tackle Connor McDermott? It's his oh, brother. Oh, really? his brother? Oh, what the fuck? How, how can he do Kevin And, 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 and do you remember what happened to Kevin last season? He lost the tip of his <laughs> pinky in a face oh, fuck, mask right. during the game. And he played the rest of the I game and know. year. I don't like this, Minnesota. You're doing you're doing Kevin dirty. I yeah, and like Kevin's been their long snapper since 2015. It's like you've got this guy, and he's the greatest. It's a slap in the and, face. And uh, also, can't like if I mean, I know Cutting's a really good long snapper, but I, I don't know. I'd rather draft Elijah Holyfield there and not have taken Madison. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, I don't believe in drafting long snackers. I'm, I'm snackers, long snappers, especially sorry. when sorry, Kevin Austin. McDermott's on your team. And, like, you know what? The next four picks were, like, kind of okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The last the last four yeah. picks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, let me, sorry, I'm just checking them. Dakota Allen, that's Dakota. a special teams linebacker. Ken Webster's got athletic upset. Okay. Actually, Ken Webster and Jordan Brailford are picks I enjoyed. And, like, even Caleb exactly. Wilson there was a good pick, too. Yeah. So. We're, I mean, we're really cutting into Austin here. But, yeah. Uh, sorry, Austin. Sorry, buddy. Uh, hey, Austin Cutting going to be a long snapper for a long time. He's just not beating out McDermott. That's my opinion. <laughs> Where's he going to land? Make the prediction now. Uh, is, uh, Broncos. Colorado. There you go. You got it. They need a long snapper? I don't know. Uh, I assume. Uh, I assume John Elway doesn't know about them yet. Doesn't know it's a thing. <laughs> That'll do it for Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarchese13. You can follow me at Rob Hall NFL. Go to AmsureAllAmericas.com. You can, again, read my way too early 2020 mock draft or read anything I write about the NFL draft. Follow Armchair at AC All Americans and at Armchair NFL. Uh, next week, I believe it's the AFC and NFC South. Yep, that's alphabetical. By the way, Rob, uh, the, the Broncos Lions snap long school. Oh my God, I can't say long snapper today. Casey Creeter, he was a pro bowler oh, last year. So yeah, yeah, he's going to hold out. Actually, he re-signed on March 7th. Yeah, now he'll hold it once again. (laughs) All right, AJ, last words? Get off the mound!